Church Online. I'm Christine, and it's such a pleasure to be your online host today. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome to Thrive, and we're so glad that you're joining us this morning. I encourage you to visit mythrive.info or text new to 604-285-5770 to connect with us and receive your very own Thrive stainless steel water bottle. Here at Thrive, we love to keep everyone engaged. In fact, we created unique biblical curriculum for children ages 3 to 12. Parents, head on over to mythrive.info and click Thrive Kids to get them set up with our online activities and Zoom classes from 10.45 to 11.15 a.m. This is a great way for children to be engaged with one another and in fun biblical content that's specifically made for them while we dive deeper into our current message series called Rise Up and Wise Up. All right, everyone, I'm going to pass the time over to Pastor JB. Let's give him a warm welcome and let's head into today's message. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Thrive Church. Whether you're visiting us online or you're here with us on site, it is so good to have you here. My name is JB, one of the pastors here at Thrive, and I want to welcome you to an amazing Sunday here at Thrive. And if this is your first time here, you're what we call our VIP, and we especially want to welcome you. In fact, we've got a special gift just for you. If you want to go to mythrive.info and press the button that says new to Thrive, we have a stainless steel. Thrive Church water bottle waiting just for you that we'd love to send straight to your door. Those who are meeting us on site, it'll be at the Welcome Center just outside the auditorium. We'd love to see you, love to meet you, and love to give you this gift. Can we give all of our VIPs our first time guests a big hand, a big shout in this place together right now? Whether you're here on site or online, we're so glad that you're here. In fact, we've got a saying here at Thrive, which is that welcoming is not just what we do, it's who we are. And so with that in mind, could you welcome one another to church today? If you're online right now, go to your chat room, welcome another in your chat room. Maybe you're sitting beside someone as you're watching the service, we'd give them a hug or a high five or a handshake or whatever is appropriate. Those of you who are here on site, give your neighbors around you a fist, an air fist bump or an elbow bump, whatever's appropriate. Let's welcome another to the house of God today. You guys are an awesome church, and it's always such a joy to spend time with all of you. And before we get into the message today that I'm so excited to bring to you, I want to let you know something that's going to be happening very, very soon. We're into the last Sunday of August, if you can believe it. We are into the last Sunday of August. Next Sunday is a brand new month. And how many of you know that here at Thrive, we plan our year according to the school calendar. And so September is a new year for us. I want to let you know is that next Next, next Sunday, which is Sunday the 19th, Sunday, September 19th, we have our very special, very exciting kickoff for the brand new year. September 19th is kickoff Sunday, everybody. And we can't wait to see you there on that day. We're going to be unveiling to you the new theme for this year, new, this year and you know, what we're planning and doing together this new year. You do not want to miss kickoff Sunday, especially. And so invite you to make sure you're marking down your calendars for kickoff Sunday, September the 19th. It's going to be amazing. Turn neighbor and say, I can't ready to kick off with you. Can't, re- can't wait to kick off with all of you. Do you guys bring your Bibles here in this place today? 
Why don't you grab your Bibles right now? Maybe yours is a paper Bible like mine. Maybe yours is a device that you download the Bible into. And this is a fun way for us to get our hearts ready for the message. And so I want to invite you to hold up your Bible like so. And you can point to the Bible somewhere near you if you didn't bring a Bible. And this is just a fun way for us to get our hearts ready for the message. Let's say this together out loud. You can read it off the screen. We're going to say, this is my Bible. It is God's word. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I open up my heart so that God's going to come in and change my life, and I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, by the way, if you are here and you're new to church generally, and you've never been to church before, maybe you're new to the Bible, you're new to Jesus, you're just exploring, we are so glad that you're here. Maybe you come from another faith background or no background at all. We are thrilled that you're here, and we hope that you find that Thrive is a safe place for you, a place where you can be yourself, a place where you can find some community and some hope to help you start this new week, a place where you can even ask whatever questions are on your mind. We love getting your questions, and so if you want, you can always email us at info at thrivechurch.ca. We love to hear from you. Big welcome to each and every one of you today. Well, we're doing a series here at Thrive. It's called Rise Up and Wise Up. Everyone say, Rise Up and Wise Up. And in this series called Rise Up and Wise Up, we are looking at the book of Proverbs in the Old Testament, which is all about gaining wisdom. And if you could use more wisdom in this place, could you, you know, give God a big hand in this place right now? We all need a bit of wisdom. And I've known from all the mistakes I've made in my life, I will never lose my need for wisdom. For as long as I live, as old as I get, that I will always need wisdom because wisdom is not just about book smarts. It's not about academic transcripts and grades. It's not about being really learned in your particular field of study or work or your profession, but, but wisdom is different. Wisdom is about real life decision-making. It's about how you plan for the future. It's about how you relate to people. It's how you deal with difficult emotions. It's how you manage conflict. That is what wisdom is all about. It's, re it's real life decision-making that we're talking about. And that's why in this series called Rise Up and Wise, we're talking about how do you find hope and wisdom through the book of Proverbs. And I'm so excited to bring the message to all of you today. Are you guys ready for the message right now? Let's get into it right now. You know, I know it's been, uh, in some ways, when you look at the news, a very heavy, heavy time right now. You look at what's going on in Afghanistan, you know, COVID-19, the Delta variant. You got, you know, you know, issues of racism, both locally and, and elsewhere. You've got earthquakes taking place. Uh, there's just a lot of heavy stuff going on. We've been praying about it as a church. We've been praying at our prayer meetings. But I just thought to myself, could you use something to lighten your load a little bit today? Could you use maybe a little bit of a laugh, hopefully? Well, let me tell you a story that I hope will make you laugh. See, when Charlene, my wife, and I just got married many, many years ago, the big decision we made together, the first big decision we made was to go to a place called Taiwan where I had never been. Charlene's parents and her family, her brother, they all lived in Taiwan. And so this is a chance for us to get to know the family better, especially me. And you know, on one particular Saturday, I remember Char's family decided that they want to take me and Charlene, since we're new to Taiwan, take us to a a very popular hot spring spa in like, you know, somewhere, somewhere in, you know, Northern Taiwan. It was our family spa day, I guess. And, and I thought to myself, awesome. And I have, I have this picture of myself in the swimsuit, my wife in a swimsuit, you know, you know, you know, my family all around and we're just relaxing, maybe drinking some drinks and just having a really good time. I was like, oh, I can't wait for family spa day. Well, when we finally arrived at that 
spa on that day, I quickly realized that this family spa day was not the kind of spa experience that I was hoping or envisioning. See, first they informed us, there's this big board with all these rules written in Chinese and I don't read Chinese. And so I had no idea what was being said. And so, and so I remember Charlene is, is whispering in my ear what each rule means. Rule number one, she said, is that the guys and the girls must be separated and that the girls must be in their own place to do the spa and the guys must be in their other place to do the spa. That's rule number one. I was like, oh, so I, I, I can't be with you on this one? No, we're going to be separated. You're going to be with my dad and with my brother. I'm like, oh, okay. And then the second thing is, okay, rule number two is that uh, you, you, you cannot wear any clothing in the spa. And I'm like, what? Yeah, it's, it's a nude spa. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's a nude spa? What, what in the world is this? Like, and I was like, you know, I, I know I wanted to get to know my family better. I didn't want to get to know them this way. Oh my goodness. It's like, it's a nude spa and all, and I'm not going to be with my wife. I'm going to be with my brother-in-law, my father-in-law, whom I'm just getting to know. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I didn't want to get to know you this way. And so I'm like, okay, it's too late. We're already here. So we all get changed. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I, I can still remember my, my father-in-law, he gets out, he's the first one out of the changing room. He's, he's just looking very confident, you know, just, you know, this is all me. This is, this is who I am. You know, he's just very, very confident. He's done this before. And then, you know, my, my brother-in-law, he, he comes out of the changing room and similar, he's done this before. He's, you know, he's, he's just, you know, walking, being very natural, just, you know, just, you know, not any clothing, but he's just, and then finally there's me and I'm hiding behind every bush and every plant and every garbage can that I can find. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is the weirdest experience of my life. And why do I mention that today is because on that day, I had to learn to just laugh that experience off. And the reason I mention that is because today, the title to today's message is called Laugh It Off. Would you turn to me and say, laugh it off? laugh it off. See, today we're talking about the power of a cheerful heart and the skill of laughing things off. Proverbs 17, 22 says it this way. Read with me in a loud voice. It says, a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. See, what is it saying? A cheerful heart. A cheerful heart is a heart that's able to laugh. It's a heart that's able to look on the bright side of things, even the funny side of things sometimes. And see, the Bible says that when you have a cheerful heart, you might not be feeling well physically. You might be feeling you know, sick. You might have circumstances not ideal, but when you have a cheerful heart, that cheerful heart is good medicine. That cheerful heart helps you and sustains you in the midst of a tough time. In fact, you can have a sick body, but if you have a cheerful heart, that cheerful heart, that ability to laugh can actually help bring you back to health as much as possible. But that's a cheerful heart. But a crushed spirit dries up the bones. In other words, you can have an otherwise healthy body, but if your spirit is crushed, if it's depressed, then it's almost like it doesn't matter how healthy your body is because you're not gonna be able to appreciate it anyways. That's why today we're talking about the power of a cheerful heart and the skill of being able to laugh it off. Can you tell the turn neighbor and say, sometimes you just need to laugh it off. Sometimes you just need to laugh it off. See, what's the, the lesson from Proverbs 20 uh, or 17, 22 is that when it comes to life's frustrations, sometimes the wisest thing to do is to laugh it off. And see, don't get me wrong, with everything that's going on in the world right now, you know, Afghanistan, Haiti, COVID-19, Delta variant, you know, all these 
you know, injustice issues, racism issues. I'm not saying that, oh, you know, if you're going through a tough time, just laugh it off. No big deal. I'm not saying that. See, there are certain things that happen in this world that you can laugh off and should laugh off. But there are other things that happen in this world where you just can't laugh it off. It, where it's, it's just way too heavy. It's way too serious where you, what you need to not do is laugh it off, but what you probably need to do is forgive or heal or grieve or speak up. And see, wisdom is knowing the difference between what you should laugh off and what you should take seriously. And see, in the book of Proverbs, when they describe the wise man versus the foolish man or the wise woman versus the foolish woman, do you know that the book of Proverbs describes different types of foolish people, different types of fools, two types in particular. One is called the simple or the simpleton. And the simpleton is someone who takes everything seriously. The simpleton can never take a joke. To them, every rumor, every gossip, every news is so, 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 so serious. And see, the mocker, on the other hand, is another type of fool. And the mocker is someone who takes nothing seriously. To the mocker, everything is a joke. You can either be a simpleton or a mocker, but both are foolish ways of living. One takes everything seriously, can never take a joke. The other one takes nothing seriously. To them, everything's a joke. But how many of you know that that's not the best way to live? See, wise people know that there are times to take things seriously and there's times to laugh things off. If you believe that, say Amen. Remember there's one time, for example, when uh, my wife and I went on a vacation to Thailand and uh, she went for what, one of those famous Thai massages and she came back and she's like, oh my goodness, JB, like the Thai massage, you just totally got to try it. It's so good. It's, it's, it's so relaxing. And I'm like, are you serious? I'm like the most ticklish guy in the world. I can't do a Thai massage. No way. Just, no, no, no. Trust me. It's going to be so, you, you're going to enjoy it so much. Come on. You just do the Thai massage. It's on the beach. It's safe. It's not a weird thing, but it's just, it's just, you just sit on the beach, you lie down on this mat, they do their, 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 their cool techniques on you. It's, it's really good. Try it. I'm like, okay, fine. So I, I pay however much money for that Thai massage. I get there and I'm trying to communicate with my masseuse, uh, my therapist, I guess, who's, who, who I'm trying to say I'm really ticklish, but I couldn't speak any Thai. So I was like, how do you say ticklish in Thai? She's like, oh, it means dak diam. Duck diam. And I don't know if my pronunciation is correct, but she said, oh, duck diam. I'm okay. I, I, I'm very duck diam. I'm very duck So, and she's okay, okay, duck diam. No, no problem. And so I, I get on the mat and she starts to do her, t- her stuff. And I'm like, ah, duck diam, duck diam, duck diam, duck diam. And then, and then, and then she's like, how do I say very, very, very ticklish or two ticklish? She's like, oh, oh, that's jackaji. I'm like, oh, jackaji, jackaji, jackaji. Ah. And you know, I couldn't stand it anymore. After about five minutes, I had to leave because it was just one of those things where I completely wasted my 50 bucks on the massage because I was too duck diam and too jackaji. And it was just one of those things where I just had to laugh it off. Sometimes all you can do is just laugh it off. And see, how do you know if it's something you should just laugh off or something you need to take more seriously? Let me give you a few clues that might point you in one direction or another. If no one is really hurt by what happened, laugh it off. If it's something where no one was really hurt, no real damage done, then that's probably an indicator that we should just laugh it off. If it's not going to matter one week from now, if you kind of, it happened today and you know a week from now, you know it's not probably not gonna be something that's gonna bother you, then you know what? Laugh it off. If it's a one-time accident, as opposed to a hurt that someone inflicts intentionally toward you, if it's an accident, then you can try to laugh it off. If it's a small one-time mistake as opposed to a mistake that keeps on happening over and over and over again. That's also a clue that maybe this is something that you need to laugh off. 
But on the other hand, if it's something where someone caused the hurt intentionally, or if the hurt was something that was very significant, even if it was an accident, maybe it wasn't a one-time thing, but it keeps on happening. If maybe you try to laugh it off, but you, after a while, you still can't really laugh it off, then those are probably clues that this is maybe something to take more seriously. And we talk a bit about how to deal with that in Thrive Disciple School. But here's the thing, wise people know when to laugh something off and when to take something seriously. And there's one of the biggest mistakes we can make sometimes is to take something seriously, which is something that we were supposed to laugh off. And, and see, you might be all, but JB, like, isn't laughter, is laughter really that biblical? Like, are, is this really a biblical message here? Because like, isn't laughter like something that, you know, you know like that, that the Bible doesn't really talk about, is kind of frowned on even? And, and you know, here's the thing. See, see, some Christians, they think, you know what? Didn't Sarah in Genesis laugh and God rebuked her for laughing? Or, you know, didn't Jesus say, cursed are those who laugh now because they will weep later? Or didn't Jesus, or didn't James, the book of James say, turn your laughter into mourning and your joy to gloom? Why, how can you talk to us about la- like laughing off? Here, let me tell you this, all those different biblical examples, if you don't understand the meaning and intent of those verses, which t- in those specific cases are downplaying or even showing how inappropriate laughter can be in certain circumstances, you might conclude that that Christians are supposed to be all the time, just these really grumpy, crabby, you know, joyless, you know, grudgy, judgy people who never smile, who never laugh. But see, here's the thing. God didn't make you to be that way. See, God gives us the gift of laughter to sustain us. And in the Bible, you actually find this. Part of the reason why we don't always appreciate it is because, you know, the fact is that, you know, a lot of comedy, a lot of laughter is actually cultural. Uh, you know, l- l- let me explain. Is that how many of us know that Jesus used humor in his teachings? Do you know that? You might be, oh, where? Where, where, where does Jesus use humor? See, see for example, when, when Jesus says in Matthew 19, 24, he says one of his most famous uh, you know, phrases, he says, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Do you know that for people listening to Jesus at that time, his disciples, they will be laughing because, this is, because Hebrew humor was based on exaggeration. And so when Jesus paints the picture of, oh, you know what? It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle People are like, ah, ha, ha, ha. are you serious? That's ridiculous. That's crazy. What a crazy picture. That's so funny. It's, he's talking based on Hebrew humor. They're like, oh, it's crazy. That's such a fun. Another one, another one. Look, look at Luke chapter 6, 41. It says, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? If people heard that back in Jesus' day, they'd be like, oh, ha, 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 a plank. That's so funny. That's, but for us, it's like, oh, what, what's, what's the Hebrew origin of the word plank? What does that mean? And we, we take it so seriously. Seriously, because we don't understand the culture. It reminds me of that time when I was living in Taiwan. And, you know, how many of you know, I have no problems going to the movie theater by myself. Uh, you know, my, my wife tends to fall asleep when we watch movies together. Uh, and so when I go to uh, a movie theater, I'll just go by myself, ticket for one, please. And I'll sit in the movie theater and I'm totally fine because I'm there to watch the screen. I'm not there to watch other people. But I couldn't help but notice in those times when I'd be sitting in a movie theater in Taiwan where I'd be watching the screen and then sometimes something funny on the screen, something would happen on the screen that I would find kind of funny. And I'd be like, <laughs> and I'd laugh out loud. Right? That's really funny. And then people around would not be laughing. They'd be looking at me, peering at me, going, what's so funny? 
right? And then a minute later, we're watching the same screen. Something else happens and everyone is laughing except for me. And I'm like, what, what's so funny? What's so, it's because comedy, laughter, humor can often be very culturally based. And that's why you don't always necessarily notice all the jokes that Jesus puts into his teaching. Another one, Matthew 23, verse 24, you blind guides, you strain out a gnat, but you swallow a camel. And see, what, what is that? That, that is exaggeration. Again, people like strain out a nap, a swallow camel. <laughs> That's so funny, Jesus. But see, for us, we're like, oh, let, let, let's, let, let's delve into the Hebrew origin of the word gnat. What does that even mean? And, and, and this is the thing, you got to understand, Jesus gives us the gift of laughter in his teaching. And it's because pleasant words promote instruction. It's like, like Proverbs 16, 21 says, pleasant words promote instruction. Laughter has this way of disarming people. Laughter has this way of letting you know this is a safe place for you and for me. And one of the lessons we learn about that is that God is not against using humor and laughter in our lives. In fact, God actually uses humor and laughter to move his people forward. And likewise, if you want to be wise in the way you live, if you want to be wise in how you move forward in life, an important skill that you and I need to learn is to learn to laugh things off when it's necessary. Proverbs 31 verse 25 says it this way. It says, she is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. See, this is talking about the wise woman in Proverbs 31, a picture of what a wise woman looks like. And verse 25 says, she can laugh at the days to come. The wise person can laugh. How about you? Are you someone who can laugh? Or is everything always so, so serious? You know, everything that people say, everything that people do is, oh, I'm offended by that. I'm offended by this. I can't believe you said that. And it's just, everything's a big deal. Dude, when, when, if you ever, ever ask the people in your home, would they be like, oh yeah, this person really knows how to laugh. Or they're like, you know what? Everything is so serious for them. It's like walking on eggshells every time we're around them. We don't know when we're gonna next offend them. See, here's the thing. We sometimes need to learn to laugh it off. See, laugh it off, what does it mean? When I say laugh it off, I don't necessarily mean that you actually have to laugh, literally laugh, ha, 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 not necessarily. But what I mean is this, by laugh it off, I mean, don't be the kind of person who takes yourself too seriously. See, who gets offended by every little thing that you see. See, to laugh it off means to let the little things go. Turn your name and say, let the little things go. Let the little things go. See, when you encounter frustrating moments, you can, like Elsa and Frozen, let it go, let it go, let it go. Like Taylor Swift, you can shake it off, shake it off, shake it off. It's about letting the little things go. How do you become a person with a more cheerful heart that can let things go a little bit more when you need to laugh them off? See, the good news is, is you don't need to be a stand-up comedian or to have a super witty sense of humor to be good at laughing things off. What you need are three things that we're gonna talk about today. Hope you take some good notes today as we learn how do you become a person who's able to have a more cheerful heart and laugh the little things off. Point number one, if you wanna be someone who knows how to laugh things off, have the humility to laugh at yourself. Have the humility to laugh at yourself. See, let me put it to you this way. Laughing it off starts not with humor, but with humility. Laughing things off starts not with humor, but with humility. What is humility? Humility is realizing that the world does not revolve around me. 
is that not everything always has to be my way or else it's nothing at all. See, humility is realizing that you're not the center of the universe and earth is not heaven. And so don't assume and expect that, that everything that happens in your life always has to happen your way. Otherwise, you, you get mad, you get angry, you get blamey, you get judgy, you get grudgy. You know, so it, it, you want to realize, have the, humor, have, have the humility to laugh at yourself. Can you laugh at yourself? Philippians 2, 3 says this, says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. What's vain conceit? Vain conceit is excessive pride in oneself, but in humility, consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. You know, the greatest example of humility you will ever find is Jesus Christ. Jesus was God himself. He is the son of God. And yet he didn't insist that he be treated like God. He didn't consider equality with God something he grasped. He humbled himself. He was humble. And see, here at Thrive Church, I want you to take God seriously, but I don't want you to take yourself too seriously. Is that I want us to be people who are able to laugh at ourselves when we can. You know, he, who can poke fun of ourselves. Not everything has to be so serious about us all the time. Here at Thrive Church, we strive for excellence in what we do, but we are not perfectionists. Where, you know, if something, you know, if we do our best, we say, you know, God, you're in control, the rest is up to you. But it's not something where, despite our best ever, things don't go quite as we expect, and we get angry and, and, and all that stuff. We, we learn to laugh it off and we move on. Amen? See, it's tough to go through life when you're not able to laugh at yourself or see the humor in your situation. Are you able to do that? Are you able to laugh at yourself and see the humor in your situation? See, if you're a perfectionist or if you're someone who's just really into your own image and how you look and what people say about you, you're gonna have a tough time with this. Little things are gonna bother you so much and you're gonna have a tough time letting them go. You're gonna be miserable and you're gonna make life miserable for those you live with, those you work with, people, random people you meet on the street, but you can learn instead to have the humility to laugh at yourself, amen? Proverbs 15, 15 says it this way. Every day is a terrible day for a miserable person, but a cheerful heart has a continual feast. Isn't that so true? When, you're, when you have this bent toward everything is so serious, everything is such a problem, everything is comp- worth complaining about, everything is something to blame someone about, then you know what? It's miserable for you. It's miserable for those around you, but a cheerful heart finds a way to enjoy life nonetheless. See, a cheerful heart is good medicine. You give me, can, you give me, can I give you an example of one way that I'm learning to laugh at myself right now? This is very, very real. Uh, I've got two sores in my mouth right here. You don't have to close up on it, but it's, it's, they're, they're just right here, right on the place where my lip touches my teeth. And so I'm constantly in pain these days. And, and what will happen is I'm, I'm all week, I'm, I'm eating from the side of my mouth, the other side of my mouth, uh, talking hurts right now. Uh, and so, you know, especially words that begin with the letter F, like, oh my goodness, I, I, was, I was like reading a story to my younger son, Caleb, the other day. And, and there was one where it had all these words that start with F. Oh, it's on the front lawn, Fred. I'm like, oh my goodness, it's so painful. It's so painful. And like, sometimes I'm like, God, why? Why now? Why on the week when I'm, when I'm, when I'm here to preach that I got these two twin stores in my mouth and it's painful. And like, I, I can't really sleep about that well. You know, what should I 
I do? What should I do? You know, I could choose to throw a pity party for myself or I could learn to laugh it off. Because one week from now, it's probably not gonna matter, amen? It's about learning to laugh things off and to move forward. Oh man, that's painful, forward, amen. See, have the humility to laugh at yourself. You might even wanna do this is make a list of the things that, you, that make you laugh. Maybe about yourself, maybe situations that make you laugh because it's about learning to have a cheerful heart. We wanna have a cheerful heart. Number two, if you want to be someone who is better at laughing the little things off, number two, write this down, spend time with people who help you laugh it off. Spend time with people who help you laugh it off. Look at Proverbs 27, 17 with me right now. This is one of the most famous Proverbs in the book of Proverbs, read it with me. It says, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. I don't know about you, but sometimes I find that when I go through frustrating times in life, those frustrations can make me a little dull. It's like, I'm not as sharp, as bright, as fun, as, as, as loving as I would normally be. I'm kind of dull that way, is that frustrations can make us dull, disappointments can make us dull, boredom can make us dull. And sometimes what we need is other people who can help sharpen us again is that having a friend who's able to laugh with us and help us to laugh stuff off and help us realize that, you know, life is not so bad after all and realize that that's maybe not that big of a deal after all. And so I'm so thankful for friends who help me laugh things off. I've got one friend who I've known since elementary school. And, uh, you know, whenever I would spend time with him, he has this way of just helping me laugh things off. And uh, I remember one time we were in high school and uh, we were walking down the sidewalk together and he's like, so how are you getting home? Oh, I, I don't know, maybe I'll call my parents. I was in high school back then. Maybe I'll call my parents to pick me up. Oh, no, no, don't worry, I'll, I'll give you a ride. And so we're walking down the sidewalk and, and he, he, he goes to the car door. He opens the passenger door. He's like, here you go. And I, I was, oh, thanks. And I, I get into the passenger door. He closes the door and he runs off because it's not his car. <laughs> He found some random car that's door was open and had the wherewithal to, to, to open the door and let me go in while he ran off. I mean, oh my goodness. With friends like that, I don't need enemies. Man, man, man. Oh my goodness. But yeah, but having him in my life, it, it's, it's always such a gift. It's always such a joy to spend time with him. Uh, you know, my wife, Charlene, you know, when, I remember when I was uh, consulting my pastor for advice on, you know what, like, what do you, what do you think about me and Charlene? Do you think we'd make a good match and, and all that stuff? And I remember he said something to me that still strikes me to this day. I still remember it because he said, you know, one of the things that really strikes me about Charlene, he said, uh, is that Charlene is cheerful. She's cheerful. And those you know, Charlene, you know that that's absolutely the case. She's, she's upbeat. You know, she, she has, you know, she's positive. She, she, she's full of faith. But, but more than that, being cheerful, having a cheerful heart is being able to laugh things off. And that's one of Char's greatest abilities, greatest gifts. And, and it's, it's a great gift that I want to have more of as well. Is this being able to say, you know what? I know that happened, but it's a new day. I know that happened, but it's okay. We're moving on. And see, and, and I, I want to learn to be like that as well. I love our staff team where we laugh a lot as a staff team. You know, we have a lot of fun as a staff team. How many of you know that working with people that can, you can laugh with makes a difference? You know, being in a small group, you know, I, I, in my small group, you know, we, we laugh so much together. We laugh at ourselves, we laugh at each other. And it's just one of those things when we're together with others, it's like iron that sharpens iron. It makes us sharp again. It causes us to not be so dulled by our frustrations, our, our boredom, our, 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 our pain, our disappointment, but we can actually sharpen one another by helping each other laugh things off. Turn to your neighbor and say, I want to help you laugh things off. I want to help you laugh things off. Galatians 6.2 says it this way. It says, carry each other's burdens, and this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. 
See, one of the ways that we might not often talk about, but one way that we carry each other's burdens is to help each other laugh it off. Is that those things that are maybe not as big a deal, we laugh them off. The stuff that's serious, we cry together. We pray together. We encourage one another. We point each other to Jesus, all that stuff. But the stuff that's not a big deal, we also point each other to Jesus by laughing those things off and recognizing that those things are nothing compared to Jesus. Amen? It's about learning to carry each other's burdens. Here's a question for today. Who is someone in your life who helps you to laugh things off? Maybe it's your spouse. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's just watching your kids and the funny things that they do. And that makes you laugh. Do you know that is all a gift from God? And I would encourage you not to take it for granted. I encourage you to even thank that person for being a gift to you that way. See, it's the fact is we need people in our lives in order to move forward. And in one of those ways, it's about helping one another to laugh things off. Point number three, we're gonna close today. Point number three is if you wanna be someone who knows how to laugh things off and have a cheerful heart, then point number three, remember that one day God will make all things right in the end. Remember that one day God will make all things right in the end. See, one of the great promises of the Bible that helps me laugh is this. And you might be like, how, how, is this, how does this help you laugh? But let me explain it. Revelation 21, three to five. It says, and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, now the dwelling of God is with men and he will live with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I'm making everything new. Then he said, write this down for these words are trustworthy and true. See, Jesus, what is he doing here? Jesus promises that one day he's gonna make everything new again. That one day he's gonna take all the brokenness, the pain, the injustice that we see in this world. He's gonna eliminate it and he's gonna make things right again. He's gonna make a world where none of that pain exists anymore. And see, how does this passage help me to laugh things off? It's this, is that when you know that God is gonna make everything right one day, when you know that perfection is waiting, then you can laugh at, the, some, at least some of the imperfect stuff that you see today. Because you know it's not gonna last. You know it's not gonna be forever. You know that perfection is waiting one day. See, praise God that in heaven, I'll have no more sores in my mouth. Oh, praise God. Praise God that there will be in heaven, no hot springs where I must be sitting nude with my in-laws. All right, praise God for that. Praise God that in heaven, everyone will be fully mature and we don't need to deal with people's immaturity, especially our own. Praise God for that. Because in heaven, perfection is waiting. One day, God's gonna make everything right again. And so when, they, when earth isn't like heaven, when, you know, when heaven, is, when, when earth, your life on earth is, is feeling the farthest thing from heaven, there are certain things that you can laugh off when you realize one day this is gonna be not in the picture anymore. One day God's gonna make it right all over again. And since we have all this to look forward to in heaven, even those little things that frustrated us on earth, we can laugh it off. This new season, we're going to September in just a few days. You're gonna be encountering little things that will from time to time frustrate you, disappoint you, surprise you. For the little things, have the wisdom to laugh it off. Rather than analyzing it, complaining about it, stressing over it, beating it to death, blaming other people and making such a big deal out of every little thing. Sometimes the best and most productive thing you can do is laugh it off. Sometimes things aren't laughing matters. In fact, our sin is not a laughing matter. 
and you know, the, the, the Bible says that all of us have sinned. And what is sin? Sin is our rebellion against God. It's our attitude where we decide, I want to do things my way, not God's way, to hell with what God thinks. I'm going to do things my way. The Bible says that sin separates us from God, such that the wages of sin is death. In other words, because of our sin, we can't have anything to do with God, not now, not forever. But for God, this was no laughing matter. God couldn't just laugh that off. Instead, what did he do? He sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins, to pay the penalty for our sins so that we could be forgiven. That by trusting in Jesus, our sins are forgiven. We become children of God. We are citizens of heaven. We have a relationship with God, not based on what we do, but based on what Jesus Christ has done. And we have a future that's secure. And as a result, like the Proverbs 31 lady, we can laugh at days to come. Amen. Amen. Can you give God a big hand, a big shout? Let's play together right now. Praise God. And so let me just end by saying this, is that if you're here and you realize that you need help in this area of laughing things off, there's a couple of things I want to do with you right now. The, the, the first thing to do is if you want the help of God to have a wiser perspective on the things that happen in your life, and you want to take the serious things, things serious, you want to take the little things and laugh them off, then the first step, and if you're here and you're new to Thrive, you're new to church, the best thing you can do today is ask Jesus Christ to come into your life and to forgive you of your sins. That's step number one. And I encourage you, if you want to do that today, all you need to do is you can click the link that's in your chat room right now and what it's going to do, or you can scan the QR code that's on your screen. It's going to take you to a little page with a prayer on it. It's a simple, short prayer that you can pray to invite Jesus Christ into into your life and to forgive your sins. And if you want to pray that prayer, I encourage you to click that link, scan that code. And just so you're not doing this alone, and trust me, you're not alone in this, I'm going to pray this prayer with you. Others will be praying it with you as well. And so if that's you, I encourage you just to pray this prayer from your heart right now. I'm going to pray it with you right now. Those who are on site, you all can scan that same code on the screen and let's pray this together. Let's all pray this in support of those who are praying it together for the first time. You can say, dear Jesus, thank you that because you love me, You died on the cross to pay for my sins. You rose again to give me life. Today, I open up my heart and I ask you, please forgive me of all my sins and fill me with your Holy Spirit. I place my trust not in what I do, but in what you've done for me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Hey, if you pray that prayer just now and you meant that prayer from your heart, then guess what? The Bible says you are forgiven of your sins. You are a child of God. You're a citizen of heaven. You have a relationship with God now, not because of what you do, but because of what Jesus Christ has done for you. And we believe the best is yet to come. So big congratulations to all of you who prayed that prayer just now. That is awesome. And we have some gifts to give to you. Just congratulations on this decision. At the bottom of that prayer page that you just prayed on, uh, there's a link there where it'll direct you to some gifts that we'd love to give to you to encourage you in this new relationship with God. And hey, you know, if you're wondering what now, I encourage you to keep coming to church. Every baby needs a family to grow up in. We'd love to be your spiritual family here at Thrive. And on top of that, I encourage you to get baptized. Baptism is a simple way to say, I'm a sinner who needs a savior. And I thank Jesus for dying on the cross for me. If that's you, I encourage you 
you to you know, go to the baptism button at mythrive.info for more information on that. Praise God. Finally, for those who are here and you realize that you need some help when it comes to laughing things off. You need some help to not take everything so seriously. The serious stuff we take seriously, but the, t- but the little things we want to learn to laugh it off. Maybe you're here and you're a perfectionist and you're always kind of wrapped up in little things. Maybe, you know, you're here and you're, 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 you're really into your own image and you realize you're miserable as a result because you're always thinking about these little things and you have a tough time laughing off. If that's you, this is your opportunity to respond to God. Believe that he's here, he loves you, he wants to help you with that issue in your life. If that's you, I encourage you to respond to God right now. I want you to lift your hand to God right now and let the height of your hand reflect how much you need God today. Let the height of your hand reflect you just coming before God with a humble heart and open heart and asking God for his help in this area of learning to laugh the little things off. If that's you, I want you to start talking to God right now. Don't worry about your neighbor. It doesn't concern them. This is between you and God. Just start talking to God right now. He's here. He loves you. He's listening. Just start talking to God today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Praise you today. Praise you, Father. Thank you so much. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Father. Praise your name. Thank you, Father. Thank you so much. Thank you, God. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lord. All right, well, why don't you just do this with me right now? Why don't you pray this prayer with me together as well? You can say, Father, please give me the wisdom to know when to laugh things off and when to take things seriously. May I not take everything seriously, but help me to laugh things off when I need to. May I be humble enough to laugh at myself, to take you seriously, but not take myself too seriously. May I not take for granted the people in my life who helped me to laugh it off. And thank you that one day you're going to make everything right again once and for all. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Can you give God a big hand, a big shout? Let's play together right now. Praise God. You guys are an awesome church, and God loves you. We love you. Right now, we're going to ask our band to lead you in a song. This is part of our worship to God. Let's continue to worship God, knowing that he gave us his very best. Lord, let's give him our very best. By the way, if you call through our church, your home church, or you just believe in the work that God is doing here, it's time to give our faithful tithes, our generous offerings, knowing that when we seek God's kingdom first, he adds what? He adds everything we need. Praise God. And if you want to go to mythought.info and press the give button to give, uh, we certainly appreciate that. Let's give our very best to God right now. The band's going to lead you. And after that, you're going to stay tuned because I'm going to lead you another prayer that you don't want to miss. I'll see you guys really soon. Who am I that the highest king would But he brought me in Oh, his love for me Oh, his love for me Oh, the sun sets free Oh, it's free indeed I'm a child of God Yes, I am Free at last he has ransomed me his grace runs deep while I was 
was a slave to sin, Jesus died for me. Yes, he died for me. Who the Son sets free, who is free indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes, I Give God a big hand, a big shout. Let's play together right now. Praise God. Kickoff Sunday, a brand new year is happening just around the corner, September 19. Mark your calendars. In the meantime, uh, in the Sundays to come, we're going to be continuing on with our Rise Up and Wise Up series. And so as we reach toward the end of the series, you don't want to miss any of those episodes. We've had so much fun going through the series with you and hope the content has been beneficial to you. Let me just end by praying for all of you right now. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that it's all about you and not about us. We're not the center of the universe. You are. The world doesn't revolve around us and our agenda. It revolves around you and your agenda and your glory and your name. And so with that in mind, we just come before you today. And would you just help every single person to have the right heart and the right perspective to live life this coming week. Thank you, Jesus, that because it's all about you, that you will give us everything we need to live for your glory this coming week. And so for that in mind, I pray joy, blessing, power, presence, your promise, rest, your you know, healing, your comfort, strength, wisdom, and your Holy Spirit to fill every single person here until we next meet again. We thank you. We give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Give God a big hand. Praise God. That brings our service to a close, but our worship continues. We'll see you real soon in small groups. Sign up for one if you're not in one yet. Go to mythought.info to do so. We'll see you guys at our prayer meeting. We'll see you guys next week for the continuation of Rise Up and Wise Up. Have an awesome Sunday, everybody. Love you guys. Praise God. The best is yet to come. Take care, everybody. Wow, that was such a fun message today. 
I'm so thankful that God gives us the gift of laughter to sustain us. Thank you, Pastor JB. Now let's jump into some announcements. Whether you're joining us for the first time on site or online, we're so excited that you're here with us today. We want to show you how much we appreciate you being here today by giving you a Thrive stainless steel water bottle. Please connect with us by visiting mythrive.info or by texting new to 604-285-5770 so we can mail the water bottle to you. Or if you're joining us on site, we want to meet and greet you. You can simply visit our welcome center outside the exit to pick up your water bottle. You may have prayed the prayer earlier today to receive Jesus. Congratulations! Share your great news with us by visiting mythrive.info and click I want to receive Jesus today or text BELIEVE to 604-285-5770. We want to help you build your relationship with God and so we prepared a gift and great biblical content for you to enjoy while answering some of your questions about Christianity. For those who are joining us on site, you can pick up your gift at the Welcome Center after service. Last Sunday was Baptism Sunday and I was super, super excited and encouraged to see everyone who chose to step out to declare their faith in Jesus in public. If you're wondering what the next step is after you receive Jesus, I want to encourage you to get baptized. If you'd like to learn more about baptism, head on over to mythrive.info or visit the Welcome Center. Are you passionate about serving God and building His church using your gift in music? Thrive Worship Team is hosting an audition to recruit for more musicians and vocalists. The application deadline is September 1st. If you're interested in being part of the worship team, please visit mythrive.info. Here at Thrive Church, we make it our goal to help you develop healthy spiritual habits such as having a consistent daily time with God. That's why every month we put together a game booklet with daily scriptures and reflective questions. On top of that, every morning, Pastor JB will send out an email as an extra tool to help you understand the scriptures better and how you can apply those lessons in your life. If you want to develop a closer relationship with God, I strongly, strongly encourage you to subscribe to Pastor JB's daily devotional sharing email at mythrive.info. If you're interested in getting the game booklet, it's available to download online or for purchase at the Welcome Center. All right, so that concludes our announcements today. If you believe in the mission of Thrive and would like to contribute towards it, I encourage you to head on over to mythrive.info and click online giving. If you're joining us in person at Thrive Center and would love to give with cash or checks, we also have an offering box by the auditorium wall on your way out. Thank you for joining us today on this lovely Sunday. Enjoy the rest of the week. Don't forget to pre-register for the on-site service next Sunday at thrivechurch.ca slash reopening. I'll see you all next week right here at Thrive Church Online and on-site for the next episode of Rise Up and Wise Up Message Series. See you soon. Bye.